Pausing allows the red zone to calm down, allows the green zone to kick in. Pausing also creates space for new insight, new ideas and better communication, which means we work together in an inclusive way with our friends, our colleagues and our community. You are listening to the Synergy Women podcast, brought to you by women's resilience coach, Nikki Hamilton. Nikki offers expertise in women's health and has an inspiring passion for helping women navigate through grief and life's challenges to help transform and build resilience with grace, courage, and authenticity. Each episode, she will explore an aspect of women's health, offering you insights on ways to build your body, your mind, and your heart health to help you rise up with resilience. In this episode, we will explore mind health for women. As a mindfulness meditation teacher, and a Demartini facilitator, Nikki loves helping women with their mind health. Thanks everybody for joining me on the Synergy Women podcast today. My name's Nikki Hamilton. Now, hands up if you're a woman who simply just can't keep up with your to-do list, if you're constantly rushing from one task to the next, your diary feels filled to the brim and you can't keep up with your family or your work commitments or your friends, and it's basically leaving you in a state of complete overwhelm or depletion. Now, this is a really common experience amongst women, and there can be many reasons for this. Uh, So the reasons can include uh, putting others' needs habitually first and not prioritizing what you value or your needs. It can also include a reluctance to say no uh, and just taking on way too much. Now, of course, that's a whole other podcast topic, uh, the ability for us to say no. But in this podcast, what we're going to be exploring is the power of pausing. So the power of pausing, how it can benefit your communication in your relationships, how pausing can benefit your work, your focus, your creativity, your insight, and how it can benefit the health of your body, your mind, and your heart. So that's what we'll be exploring today, the the power of simply pressing pause. So let's just start uh, with a really short understanding of the brain and neuroscience. And I'll keep this really simple, but ultimately your brain has, obviously it's much more complex than this, but it does have a center, which I will call the red zone or the stress center. Its official name is the amygdala. And this stress center or red zone in your brain will light up with perceived threat and that will create what's called a stress response. So the stress response when the red zone is lit up means that your heart rate goes up, your muscles get ready to run, you become more reactive. Now that lights up with any kind of incoming perceived crisis and that could be simply like I'm not coping with like the fact that I've got 200 emails in my inbox. It could be a challenging person or a conversation where I start to go into the red zone of my brain. It could also be when I'm walking along on a bush track and I see a stick out of the corner of my eye and my red zone in my brain spies that and says, hang on a minute, is that a snake? So the red zone is not actually um, a bad place. It's a very good place. It's a very quick threat detection center. It helps me if I need to run away from a snake. It helps me pick up on that very quickly. That stress button is not a bad thing in short moments and in short bursts. In actual fact, if you see a kid about to run across the road, your stress button will be pressed, your red zone lights up, you get ready to run. And it's actually a really important response in order to save somebody uh, potentially. So it's not, not necessarily a bad thing. However, What we will know about the stress button or the red zone of the brain is it's very quick to react, but it's not necessarily very accurate. So if I'm walking along the 
bush track and I spy a stick out of the corner of my eye. My red zone lights up. I get ready to run. I think, is it a snake? I look at it and my brain takes a little bit longer to turn over and realize, hang on a minute, there's no eyes. It's not moving. There's no mouth. There's no tongue. Hang on a minute. It's just a stick. So that kind of view where we see everything very clearly is a little bit slower than our red zone reactive center. So it's a good thing to know. The stress button's not a bad thing. Red zone's not a bad thing. It's just very quick to react and it's not very accurate. Now, ultimately, when the red zone in your brain is lit up, it's linked to you versus me behavior. So you're more likely to be in fight or flight, put your boxing gloves on and start becoming more aggressive or isolating yourself from others. And it certainly encourages a more closed mindset where you form an opinion very quickly. Uh, that red zone in your brain is linked to reactivity and blame and inability to see all sides because ultimately your red zone is about survival. And that means you versus me, I'm going to survive this as best I can, which means I'm unable to see all sides. I can only see my side. That red zone in your brain, or the, the stress zone, is also linked to certain health outcomes like an increase in our blood pressure, a change in our reproductive organs, and also a change to our digestive health. So it has a knock-on effect on your, on your bodily physical health as well if it's sustained. So that's the, that's the red zone of the brain. The other part of the brain I'd like to talk about is what I call the green zone. Green zone is actually the executive center in our brain. And when the green zone is lit up and working well in our brain, we have the capacity to see all sides. We're a bit more objective. It's a bit slower because it takes in more information. So if, like I said, I'm walking along a bush track and I see what I think Think is a snake in the corner of my eye. My red zone, very reactive, very judgmental, very quick to protect me, not very accurate, lights up. And then my green zone actually takes in the whole picture and starts to see, hang on a minute, it's not moving. And it's my green zone that makes me calm down and go, hang on a minute, I don't need to panic or react here. I don't need to run. It's actually not moving. It's just a stick. So executive center is slower, but it does take in more information. Now, when your green zone's lit up, it's more, it's linked to um, empathy. It's linked, linked to connection. It's linked to a communication style that includes others. So let's work this out together, you and me together, rather than you versus me in this scenario. It's linked to a better capacity to solve problems, to have insight and creativity. So this green zone is actually very important for us as human beings. Now, what we do know about the green zone, the executive center, and the red zone, the stress button, uh, is it's not exactly a linear seesaw, but they work a little bit like a seesaw. So ultimately, when my red zone lights up, the ability for my green zone to see all sides and to make decisions and, and solve problems diminishes just a little bit. And vice versa, when the green zone starts to light up and I can start to see all sides and be a bit more objective and, and solve problems and be less reactive is that my red zone, the stress reactive place, starts to calm down. So they work like on both sides, on either side of a seesaw. Now, ultimately what happens is when we press pause in our life, we basically give our brains the chance to catch up and, and get back into the green zone rather than constantly running on a treadmill in the red zone, which makes us reactive. It isolates ourselves and creates a me versus you or me versus the rest of the world kind of mindset. So, so what does that look like in just in practical terms, pressing pause and allowing our brains to catch up? Just say, for example, 
you receive a horrible email at work where someone's accused you or seems to be uh, quite short in their email, you receive it and you feel quite reactive. What you might say to yourself is that the story I'm telling myself here is that this person doesn't actually appreciate the work that I'm doing, is actually has no idea of what I've been doing in the background, and you can start to feel yourself become reactive. So the story that you're telling yourself is that you're unappreciated, the email has made you reactive, suddenly the red zone starts to light up a little. And you've got a couple of options here. First option is to react straight away, defend yourself and create a you versus me kind of email reply that starts a cascade of uh, problems in the workplace. That's the first option. Uh, The other option that you have is simply to press pause and go, do you know what? I'm actually not going to reply to that email from this place of reactivity because I don't know that it's necessarily going to benefit anyone. I'm just going to press pause and ask myself a few questions. Am I actually seeing all sides? What's happening on their end? What's actually being said in this email or what am I just interpreting? And once you've had enough time to press pause, then you've got a better chance of creating a response that comes from a calm, objective place. And the amount of time that you pause is going to be different for different people. Sometimes it's just overnight. Sometimes it's just five minutes. So so as long as you can find yourself in a place where, do you know what, I can actually respond to this now and see all signs and be a bit calm and objective without creating that reactivity. So pressing pause might look like when you receive an email, you don't respond straight away necessarily. Let's look at another couple of scenarios. Say, for example, you've got some problems at work or problems within your family and you're pushing for an outcome, you're working late at night, day in, day out, or you're talking in circles and saying the same thing over and over and over again and you feel like you're getting nowhere. You're not solving the problem in a way that's helping anyone move forward. Now, you've got a couple of options here. Number one, keep working yourself to the bone day in, day out, going in circles. That's the first option. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got, as just the saying goes. Or the second option is to just go, do you know what? We need to press pause to reset. So you can ask yourself, look, what do I need to refuel? And it might be, do you know, I need a cup of tea in the sun. I need a bath. I need, you know, some time out in nature. I need to, you can ask yourself what, what it is that you need for yourself. But you can also ask what you need with your family to refuel if it is a family problem or if it's a work problem. What do we need collectively just to refuel? And sometimes it's like, just let's just have some playtime. Let's Let's go out to the beach. Let's have a walk in nature. Let's go for a coffee or a dinner out and not talk about work or this this particular problem that we're trying to nut through for a while. So I've actually got a chance to create some space around that. Then we can circle back and hopefully allow a little bit of insight. Now, (laughs) there's there's an amazing story, and I, I actually don't know if this is true, but I'll share it anyway. Einstein, when he came across problems uh, and maths equations that he couldn't solve, so he had a problem in his mind, he knew that there was an explanation mathematically, he'd work through it, he'd reach a stumbling block, he'd circle back, he'd go around in a circle, he couldn't see the answer, but he knew there must be a solution there. The story goes that he used to run a bath and just lie in the bath and think about nothing for hours. And there is a story, and again, I don't know if this is true, but it sounds pretty good, uh, that he once had friends coming over for dinner and he was in the middle of trying to solve a problem and thought, look, I just have to run a bath and press pause. His wife was forced to answer the door and explain to the guests, look, I'm really sorry, he's actually having a bath. I know we've invited you over for dinner, but he's in the bath and he was apparently there for three or four hours. 
Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But if Einstein can press pause and go, look, do you know what? I'm not going to beat myself in a circle again and again without finding an answer. I'm actually going to press pause and create space around this. However that looks for you, if he can do it, then we can do it too. So it might be that with your family, you stop talking about the same problem. Let's just take some time out and have some fun. And that might be the same with your work colleagues, or it might be looking after yourself in some way. We've got more Synergy Women coming up, but first, let's take a quick break. Would you like to give yourself the gift of dedicated time out to nurture your health and build resilience through life's challenges? Check out our retreats page at synergywomen.com.au. So let's look at a third scenario. Just say you're in a relationship and you're having a conflicting or heated argument. So when you're having an argument where it feels heated and uh, usually the response is that the red zone will start to kick in because you start to defend yourself. It's like, hang on a minute, that's not what I said or hang on a minute, this is what I mean. The first things that you'll start to feel in your body is that your heart rate starts to go up a little. Your, your breath rate might increase and you'll feel yourself becoming reactive. And these are all the signs of your red zone kicking in. Now, like I said, there's nothing wrong with the red zone. In actual fact, it can benefit so many things. And, and having the red zone switched on can help you fire up, set some boundaries and make change. It can inspire you to make a change. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to have that lit up. However, you need to ask yourself, do I need to communicate from this place? Like it'll fire me up to figure out, I need to make a change. I need to set some boundaries. I need to learn to say no. I need to, and you, you can prompt that and inspire that. But then you need to figure out, look, I need to press pause so I can communicate and behave in a way that's not from the red zone because it might not be entirely accurate. It might be a bit reactive. It might be a bit you versus me. The outcome might not be so good. That pressing pause allows me to get back into my green zone. So, so in the middle of an argument, that can be quite challenging, right? So in the middle of an argument, it might sound like, do you know what? I just need a moment to gather myself. I would really, really love just to press pause on this. It's not that I don't want to talk about it. I think we do need to talk about it, but can I press pause, just let myself regroup and let's regroup and meet again tomorrow at 10 o'clock. How does that sound for you? So something like that, a conversation like that allows you to then press pause, create space, gather your energy, get some insight, and then communicate from a place of clarity and from a place of Let's do this together, you and me together, empathy and insight. That's not to say you won't take the lessons from the red zone, but it means you can communicate from another place. So they're just a few examples of how you might be able to, you know, press pause within your life in a variety of scenarios to help the green zone in your brain catch up. So ultimately, pausing allows the red zone to calm down, allows the green zone to kick in. Pausing also creates space for new insight, new ideas and better communication, which means we work together in an inclusive way with our friends, our colleagues and our community. Pausing also allows us to refuel. I mean, how many of us just keep pushing and pushing and pushing past the point of depletion? And if you can imagine driving a car or down a freeway or a motorway, you're reaching empty on the tank and you don't keep going. You actually turn the indicator on and pull into a petrol station, get out of your car, turn the engine off 
and refuel. And so how many of us push to ourselves to the point of depletion without actually refueling? So pausing actually also includes the opportunity to refuel for self-care. And you know that looks like different things for different people and asking yourself, what do I actually need to refuel in short moments for myself? And that could be, you know, pressing pause, having a cup of tea or a, you know, a nice lunchtime meal in the sun. It could be learning to practice mindfulness for short moments. So mindfulness essentially allows you to be in the present moment without being constantly consumed by what's happened in the past that you regret, resent or wish you'd changed or what you're worried about in the future that might happen. So when your mind is constantly flicking from ruminating about the past or worried about the future, you flick forward and back and forward and back that creates a stress response in the brain. Taking short moments of mindfulness where you clear your brain of worrying about the past, worrying about the future, simply taking a a pause, a mindfulness pause, allows that kind of refuel time. And that can look like, do you know what, when I eat my meal, I'm going to turn off my phone, I'm going to turn off the TV, I'm actually going to take one bite at a time, I'm actually going to taste my food. It could look like, you know, when I have a shower, I'm not going to think of all the things that I should have emailed today. I'm actually going to feel the hot water on my skin. A mindfulness moment could include going for a massage or <laughs> something like that, which is, all, which is always a nice nurturing thing to do. And savoring joy, like I said, savoring joy is also another a chance for you to refill, whether that's with a massage or whether it's simply like, do you know what brings me joy is painting or, or cooking or being in nature or traveling or exploring. And, and that that pause time to refuel allows you to operate from a place that's not, not not from depletion, put it that way. And I often get comments from the women who attend uh, the Rise Up retreat that I run for women, the resilience retreat. Now it's four days away, but the number of times that I hear women say, look, you know, what? I feel like I've had a whole week off. And it's simply because they've had the chance to switch off. They've had a chance to refuel their health They've had a chance to create space around decisions and all of a sudden they feel like they've got some clarity. So pressing pause often looks like simply creating space. So there's a few practical ways that we can press pause and create space in our lives just, you know, without necessarily going on a long holiday. Practical tips for creating space and for pressing pause are allow moments of silence So, you know, too often our time and our mind space is filled with doing. So, you know, you see kids at a bus stop now, they don't sit there staring into space. They're on their phones, they're checking Instagram, they're checking Facebook or whatever else is on their device. Can you just allow moments of spaciousness and moments of silence? So I will have times where I feel like I've been overwhelmed because I've had a lot to do in running businesses and managing teams and family. And and so I'll have times where I get into my car to drive and and think, do you know what? I'm just going to use this seven minute drive just in silence, just to refuel myself. So I just turn everything off and drive in silence. Uh, So allowing short moments of silence with no noise, without having to scroll through the multiple apps on your phone, turn it face down, turn it off, put it onto flight mode. Those short moments of nothingness, of silence, actually allows you to create space and press pause, even if it's just for a few minutes. Switching off devices is a really important part of that. So not just social media on your phone, but also the TV and the news. Like switch it off for a moment, take a night off, enjoy your meal, chat with your partner, do something else that's not so crowded. We don't have to fill every single moment of our time with something. That crowdedness or that clutter can also be in our environment. So creating space 
And allowing yourself to press pause can also just mean decluttering your environment to create that sense of space. But another important part of creating space for yourself in a practical sense is actually learning to say no and to set boundaries without guilt or apology. And that means not overcommitting yourself to a million things that actually you're not really congruent with what you value necessarily. So learning to say no and set boundaries. Now, I've got a whole podcast that's dedicated solely to that because it's a huge topic. But learning to say no and set boundaries without feeling guilty or without apologizing is also an important part of creating space and being able to press pause for yourself. That means it's also learning to prioritize you and learning to prioritize your own self-care. What do you need for your self-care to create space and refuel? That might be, I need to get some sleep. I need to get to bed earlier. I need to turn off Netflix. I need to create space at work for half an hour and get out and do some exercise. I need to take five or 10 minutes of mindfulness meditation in the morning. That spacious pause before I start is important. So I do hope that this podcast has outlined, you know, some summary and some ideas on the, on the power of pausing. There are three key tips that I really like you to take away from today's podcast. And the first one is pausing allows the reactive red zone mind, the reactive mind to calm down and allows the green zone part of our brain to catch up. The benefits of that are we have better insight, we have better problem solving skills, and we have better communication and better relationships. And it it calms your own reactivity. So pressing pause is a really important part for your mind health and your brain health, but it also has a knock-on effect on so many benefits uh, of everything that surrounds you. So that's the first key tip is really understanding that. The second key tip is Pressing pause really means creating space and refueling so you're not constantly running from in a place of depletion. And that means taking short moments where you can, yes, take a retreat or take a holiday. That's, you know, that's great. And sometimes we're just not in the place or the, the, the ability to be able to do that. You can do it in short moments if you need to. So that means short moments of silence, short moments of prioritizing you, short moments of pausing before you react. And short moments of being able to step into having courage to set boundaries and ask for what you need and asking for time out if you need it. So key tips, understand that the green zone needs a chance to catch up. Understand that you need space to refuel for yourself. Third key tip is pausing allows you to gather energy and move from a place of depletion to a place of clarity. And I've often observe this as I walk along the beach at Perigian on the Sunshine Coast where I live, is that when you watch the waves on a beach at a shoreline, you'll notice that a wave draws out toward the ocean, starts to get depleted, it presses pause, and then it gathers new energy, momentum and direction before coming back in. So it drains out and there's always that little pause moment before it gathers energy, momentum and direction. So I do hope this podcast has helped you figure out a few ways of being able to press pause for yourself and hopefully figuring out um, the benefits of how powerful pressing pause can be for you. Thanks so much for joining me. If you like what you've heard, it'd be great if you could rate and review this podcast from wherever you are listening. And don't forget to click subscribe so you'll be notified when we release our next episode.